وَأَقُولُوا فِي الْقُرْآنِ مَا جَاءَتْ بِهِ آيَاتُهُ فَهُوَ الْكَرِيمُ الْمُنْزَالُ وَأَقُولُوا قَالَ اللَّهُ جَلَّ جَلَالُهُ وَالْمُصْطَفَى الْهَادِي وَلَا أَتَأَوَّلُ الحمد لله رب العالمين له الحمد الحسن والثناء الجميل وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له يقول الحق وهو يهدي السبيل وأشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله صلى الله عليه وعلى آله وأصحابه والتابعين لهم بإحسان إلى يوم الدين أما بعد In our last episode we spoke about the seerah of Abi Bakr رضي الله تعالى عنه And today inshallah تعالى we're going to speak about the second figure uh, from the ten that were promised Jannah and that is none other than Umar ibn al-Khattab رضي الله تعالى عنه Umar's name is Umar ibn al-Khattab ibn Nufayl. His name is Umar ibn al-Khattab ibn Nufayl. Ibn Adi ibn Abdul Uzza ibn Riyah ibn Qurt ibn Razah ibn Adi ibn Ka'b ibn Lu'ay. So he comes to the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam from Adi. So he's very Adi. Ibn Ka'b ibn Lu'ay. This is where he comes. He's Amir al-Mu'mineen and his kunya is Abu Hafs. Al-Qurashiyu Al-Adawi That's Al-Adawi comes from Adi Ibn Ka'ab Ibn Lu'ay This is where him and the Prophet Sallallahu meet Al-Faruq That's his nickname He died the year when it was 23 Hijriya Radiyallahu ta'ala anhu His mother's name is Hantama Bintu Hisham Al-Makhzumiyya So automatically a lot of you guys already know Who is the son of Hisham Al-Makhzumiyya who is his son? It's Abu Jahl. So that would mean that Umar Ta'ala's mother and Abu Jahl are brothers and sisters. Han Tamatu Bintu Hisham al is the sister of Abu Jahl. Walidarika Abu Jahl is the maternal uncle of Umar Ta'ala. That's something a lot of you guys can benefit and take. Abu, uh, sorry, Umar radiallahu ta'ala anhu, he accepted Islam and embraced Islam He took it the sixth year of uh, the Prophet's prophecy. And after Nabi Muhammad became a prophet, six years after he accepted Islam. And his age was 27 sana. He was 24 years of age when he accepted and he embraced Al-Islam, uh, Abu Bakr, uh, Umar radiallahu ta'ala anhu. He was sab'un wa ishiruna sana. He was 24 years of age. And Nabi Muhammad had come out as a prophet six years now. Radiallahu ta'ala anhu. Abdullah ibn Umar, who is the son of Umar ibn Khattab, he said, Kana abi abyada. He said, my father was white. Lakin ta'aluhu humratun. There was a... There was a and there was a lot of redness in his face. Uh, Abu Raja al-Utaridiyu, he said, كَانَ طَوِيلًا جَسِيمًا Umar was very tall. And he was also not skinny. He had weight. شَدِيدَ الْحُمْرَةِ He said he's, he was red, excessively red. فِي عَارِضَيْهِ خِفَّةِ And he had hair on his, yeah, his two sides. Umar radiallahu ta'ala anhu. 
Abdullah ibn Umar even mentioned, he said, Kana abi, my father was abiyada, my father was white. Ta'aluhu humratan tuwalan. And he said, my father was tall as well. Umar was a very tall person. Radiyallahu ta'ala anhu. Also, Abdullah ibn Umar, him narrated and he mentioned, min wujuhin, many different ways, all of which are authentic. Also, uh, Aisha mentioned the same, Abdullah ibn Mas'ud mentioned the same, and all of them you can find it in the mustadrak of Al-Ha'abi Abdullah al-Hakim al-Naysaburi, that the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, and all of these sahabas, Aisha, Abdullah ibn Umar, Abdullah ibn Mas'ud, all of them narrated it from the Prophet alayhi salatu wasallam, and it's all authentic, alhamdulillah, that the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he said, Allahumma, the Prophet made his dua, he said, Allahumma a'izz al-Islama bi'umar ibn al-Khattab. Oh Allah, bring honor to Islam. Through Umar ibn al-Khattab. وَلِذَلِكَ عَبْدِ ibn Mas'udin رضي الله تعالى عنه He mentioned, he said, مَا زِلْنَا We were consistent. يعني we were always عِزَّةً مُنذُ أَسْلَمَ عُمَرَ The day that Umar embraced Islam. The day that Umar embraced Islam, honor is what came to us. رضي الله تعالى عنه. عِكْرِبَ He said, لَمْ يَزَلِ الْإِسْلَامُ فِي اخْتِفَاءٍ حَتَّى أَسْلَمَ عُمَرَ Before Umar came, they, they, they were hiding Islam. They weren't coming out. They were not coming out. They were hiding it. The day Umar accepted Islam, everyone was coming out. No one is scared anymore. Umar, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave him that. Abdullah ibn Abbas, radiallahu ta'ala anhumah, may Allah be pleased with him and his father. He said, Qala Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, the Prophet said, Inna li wazirayni min ahli samai wa wazirayni min ahli al-ardi the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he said, إِنَّ لِي وَزِيرَيْنِ I have two wazirs. مِنْ أَهْلِ السَّمَاءِ From the sky. وَوَزِيرَيْنِ مِنْ أَهْلِ الْأَرْضِ And two wazir, ministers, ambassadors. From the two in the sama and two on the earth. The Prophet said, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he said, فَوَزِيرَايَ مِنْ أَهْلِ السَّمَاءِ جِبْرِيلُ وَمِيكَائِلُ It's Jibreel and Mikail from the sama. وَوَزِيرَايَ مِنْ أَهْلِ الْأَرْضِ أَبُو بَكْرٍ وَعُمَرَ and as for the earth, it's Abu Bakr and Umar. We also took previously when we were speaking about Abu Bakr radiallahu ta'ala anhu, that the Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, one day he saw Abu Bakr and Umar walking, and the Prophet said sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, هَذَانِ سَيِّدَا كُهُولِ أَهْلِ الْجَنَّةِ That these two are the kuhul ahlul jannah. What does that mean? It means that they are the masters of the youths of jannah. Hudayfa radiyallahu ta'ala anhu, he mentioned, uh, and Imam al-Tirmidhiyu narrated it in his jami' and he graded it to be hasan, that the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he said, اِقْتَدَوْ بِالَّذَيْنِ مِنْ بَعْدِ أَبِي بَكْرٍ وَعُمَرًا That the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he instructed the sahabas, and he told them to hold on to Abi Bakr and Umar. Hold on to their path and their way, radiyallahu ta'ala anhu. Abdul Aziz ibn al-Muttalib, Ibn Hamtabin narrated from his father, uh, Al-Muttalib, who narrated from his father, Ibn Hamtabin, that the Prophet وسلم, was sitting one day. Yani, Hamtabin is saying, Kuntu jalisan عند النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم. I was sitting next to the Prophet one day. Abu Bakr and Umar came out onto the Prophet وسلم, and the Prophet looked at both of them and he said, these two individuals, Abu Bakr and Umar, are like my ears and eyes. 
the role that my eyes and ears play, Abu Bakr and Umar play, play those two roles. It was also narrated from Sa'd ibn Abi Waqasin. He said, and the Nabiya sallallahu alayhi wa sallam qala that the Prophet said, Ihi ibn al-Khattab. The Prophet said, Ihin ibn al-Khattabi fawalladhi nafsi biyadihi ma laqiyaka shaytanun salikan fajja illa salaka fajjan ghayara fajjik. The Prophet said, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he swore by Allah, and we will believe, we will believe the Prophet alayhi salatu wasalam without the Prophet swearing by Allah. The Prophet swore by Allah. Look what he said. He said, فَوَالَّذِي nafsi بِيَدِهِ I swear by the Lord in which my soul is in his hand. مَا لَقِيَكَ شَيْطَانٌ Umar, there is no shaitan that meets you on a path except that he will avoid that path. Whenever he sees you on that path, he will walk away from that path. He will avoid that path and he will take another path. He will take a what? As soon as he sees that you're on that path, shaitan will try to go on another path. He would avoid you. The Prophet said that. وَلِذَلِكَ عَيْشَ رَضِيَ اللَّهُ تَعَالَىٰ عَنْهَا May Allah be pleased with Aisha and her father Abu Bakr. She mentioned أَنَّ رَسُولَ اللَّهِ صَلَى اللَّهِ عَلَيْهِ وسلم, That the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi He said فِي زَفْنِ الْحَبَشَةِ لَمَّا أَتَى عُمَرُ When Umar came to the the wedding uh, and the women they ran away the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam he said to Umar إِنِّي لَأَنظُرُ إِلَى شَيَاطِينِ الْجِنِّ وَالْإِنسِ قَدْ فَرُّ مِنْ عُمَرَ I can see that the shayateen of the jinn and the ins all of them they ran away when Umar came and Imam Al-Tirmidhi authenticated this and he graded it to be sahih the, the, the people were dancing the Abyssinians who were dancing the word Zafan is a raqs. It's those who are dancing and partying. When Umar entered, as soon as they saw Umar enter, they all ran away. Everyone ran away. And then the Prophet وسلم, he smiled and he laughed and he said, Inni la ila jinni wal insi. I can see the shayateen al insi wal jinni, all of them running away when Umar entered. Abdullah ibn Buraida he narrated an abihi from his father, Anna amatan atat Rasulullah the Prophet came back from an expedition, a battle, and a black woman came to the Prophet and she said, Inni nadartu, I made another, an oath with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. I had made a, a oath, another with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, that if Allah brings you back safe and sound, and that I'm going to hit the duf, okay, in your presence, O Messenger of Allah. I'm going to hit the duf. Okay, the Prophet then said to her, "In kunti ladarti fafali." If this is a nether that you made, then do it. فضربت, she started to do the def. فدخل أبو بكر أبو بكر entered وهي تضرب while she was doing the def. ثم دخل عمر عمر entered فجعل دفها خلفها. As soon as she saw Umar come, she took the duf that she was hitting and she placed it behind her back. وهي مقعية and the woman was covering herself and hiding. فقال رسول الله the messenger said إن الشيطان لا يفرق منك يا عمر the prophet said to عمر رضي الله تعالى يعني يفرق من أي خافوا شيطان scared of you عمر عمر إبليس شيطان scared of you يعني نعم that's the type of person عمر رضي الله تعالى عنه was was عائشة she mentioned she said that the prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم said 
قد كان في الأمم محدثون in the أمم the nations they were محدثون محدثون sorry people that when they spoke they got it right only things happen to be in line with their words the Prophet said صلى الله عليه وسلم فإن يكن في أمتي أحد فعمر بن الخطاب and if there's someone like this in this ummah then it is Umar ibn al-Khattab. And Imam Muslim narrated that. Also, Abdullah ibn Umar, he mentions that the Prophet said, إن الله وضع الحق على لسان عمر وقلبه Allah, he placed the truth on the tongue of who? On the tongue of Umar رضي الله تعالى So the Prophet referred to him as a muhaddath. And a muhaddath I already mentioned is al-mulhamun. الذي يجري الصواب على أنسلته The ones who when they speak the truth Things go in line with them. And the Prophet also said that Allah placed the truth on the tongue of Umar and his heart. And the Sahabas recognized that, including Ali ibn Abi Talib. Ali radiallahu ta'ala anhu, he used to say, مَا كُنَّا نُبْعِدُ أَنَّ السَّكِينَةَ تَنْطِقُ عَلَى لِسَانِ عُمَرَ And we never found it to be far that tranquility would be coming from the mouth of Umar And even he himself, Umar mentioned three times that he said things which the Qur'an came in support of him. Umar what did he say? I went in line with my Lord in three things. Umar said it and then the Qur'an came to support him. في مقام Ibrahim, the issue related to مقام Ibrahim and the issue of the hijab. When he came to the Prophet and he said, Ya Rasulullah, tell your wives to wear hijab. And then the ayah came down. Ya Nabi, kulli azwajika wa balatika wa risa'il mu'minina yudinina alayhinna min jalabi bihinna. And also the ayah asa rabbuhu in talaqa kunna. Those three verses, they came that in support with Umar radiallahu ta'ala alayhi. Rather the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa had a dream regarding Umar. Ibn Umar in he said, I heard the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa say, Baynama ana na'imun, I was sleeping, the Prophet said. Utitu biqadhim min labanin. A cup of milk was brought to me. فَشَرِيبِتُ مِنْهُ And I drank from the cup. The Prophet saying this. This is the Prophet talking, alayhi salam. The Prophet said, I had a dream. And in this dream, a cup of milk was brought to me. And I drank, drank it. فَشَرِيبِتُ مِنْهُ I drank from it. حَتَّى إِنِّي لَأَرَى الرِّيَّ يَجْرِي فِي أَضْفَارِي And I saw that the, the, the quench of the milk, يعني, the Prophet he drank it and the thirst and everything, it came out of his nails. And he drank so much that the milk was coming out of his nails, alayhi salam. Then I gave fadli umara whatever was leftovers from my milk after I drank it and I got and the Prophet said I got mashallah then I gave it to Umar I said Umar finish it off I can't and then Umar started to drink it the people they said to the Prophet what's your interpretation of that dream what does that mean that you drank a milk and you gave it to Umar what does that mean the Prophet said al-ilma knowledge Umar is going to take knowledge like that Allahu Akbar. Yani the vastness of ilm, the knowledge of Umar radiallahu ta'ala anhu. Abu Sa'id also mentioned that he said that the Prophet has said, Baynama ana na'imun, the Prophet had another dream. I was sleeping, the Prophet said. Ra'aytu al-nasa yu'raduna alayya wa alayhum qumusun. The Prophet said, I had a dream. The people were being brought to me and they were wearing a garment, okay? People's garments were, the length of the garment were different. Some people it was reaching their shin, some people was reaching this, some was reaching that, some, yeah, different places of their bodies. 
ومنها ما يبلغ ومر علي عمر عمر came by me عليه قميص عمر was wearing a قميص يجره but his قميص was dragging on the ground it was very long قالوا they said ما أولت ذلك what's your interpretation of the dream or message of Allah the Prophet said sallallahu alayhi wa sallam الدينة this shows the vastness of Umar's religion how vast it is now brothers and sisters is a side benefit it's a mas'ala Abdul Rahman Yahal Mu'allim he speaks about it in great details rahimahullah he does touch on it in his kitab Raf al-Ishtibah he also speaks about it in his kitab Haqiqatul Bida and in other places of his works Ibn Taymi has already previously spoken about it other great scholars have, have touched on this and that is this issue of a dream doesn't necessarily mean that it's a shar'i ruling the Prophet ﷺ here mentioned Umar anhu's garment will be dragging on the, on the ground. That doesn't mean that it's permissible for a man's garment to drag. As we know, the man's garment is not allowed to be below his ankles. So what you see in your dream doesn't necessarily mean it's a reality. What do I mean by that, brothers and sisters? Someone might see the Prophet ﷺ in their dream as they, as they think they have. They assume they saw the Prophet in their dream. Sallallahu alayhi wasallam. And what they see in their dream says to them, okay, you don't need to pray Dhuhr or Asr or Maghrib or Isha or Fajr. And the person wakes up, wakes up and said, I saw the Prophet in my dream, alayhi salatu wasalam. And since I saw the Prophet in my dream and he told me I don't need to pray, I don't know, I no longer have to pray. We'll say to that person, number one, that's not the Prophet sallallahu which you saw. And that is definitely not a ruling that you should take on board. What you do is what you follow is what is in the Quran and the Sunnah. And this mas'ala regarding dreams and its reality, inshallah ta'ala, I will speak about it somewhere else, bi'idhnillah al-kareem. So sometimes the dreams can be things that are opposite to the shar'i ruling, but they have another interpretation. So the Prophet here is explaining that the dragging of the garment of Umar ta'ala anhu is what? is the vastness of Umar's religion and how strong his deen is. It has nothing to do with the permissibility of what? Of a person's yani, garment, a male's garment. Can it pull on the ground? Can it be below the ankles? He's not talking about that. So I hope you will have taken that one board and understood that. Anas radiallahu ta'ala anhu, he said that the Prophet sallallahu said, Arhamu ummati Abu Bakr. The most merciful person in my ummah is Abu Bakr. And the one that's the strongest and toughest on the religion is Umar. Also, the Prophet mentioned another dream he had. Abu Huraira narrated this and he said that the Prophet said, The Prophet said, I was sleeping. I saw a woman. So the Prophet said, I was sleeping. And the Prophet was in Jannah. And he saw a woman doing wudu. And she was doing wudu. The woman was doing wudu on the side of a beautiful palace. I said, Who is that palaces? Who owns this palace? They said to me, the Prophet said, That's Umar's palace. The Prophet then said, I remember the protective jealousy of Umar. I don't look at the woman, I turned my back. Umar cried and he said, Abi Abi, Anta Ya Rasulallahi, Aaraika Agaru. 
Umar cried and he said, Ya Rasulullah, am I going to be jealous of you? Protective jealous of you, Ya Rasulullah. I trust you, alayhi salatu wasalam. The Prophet of Allah, Bukhari and Muslim both narrated that. Ali ibn Abi Talib, one day he stood on, stood on the pulpit of Kufa. And he did this fi mala'im min nasi He did this in the presence of many people. This was ayyamu ayyama khilafati, the days of his khilafa. Ali ibn Abi Talib, he said, Khayru hadhi al-ummati ba'da nabiyyiha Abu Bakr. The best man after Nabiullahi Muhammad is Abu Bakr. Wa khayruha ba'da Abi Bakrin Umara. And after Abu Bakr, the best person is Umar. If you want me to tell you the third person, let's say, I can tell you who it, who it is. This, brothers and sisters, and Imam al Dhabiyu, he said, This is mutawatir, multitude, mass transmission of Ali Abi Talib in saying this about Abu Bakr and Umar. And look what he said after that, Imam al Dhabi. And he said, Alamin Ubala, he said, Fakabbaha Allahu Rafida. Fakabbaha Allahu Rafida. Fakabbaha Allahu Rafida. May Allah Tabarak wa Ta'ala destroy the Rafida who say otherwise. Aisha, she said, Abu Bakr said, Aisha heard this from her father, Abu Bakr. Abu Bakr one day he said, Ma ala dhahri al ardi rajulun ahabu ilayya min umara. Aisha radiallahu ta'ala anha, she heard her father Abu Bakr saying, there is nobody on the face of this earth today more beloved to me than Umar. Abu Bakr said that. Aisha also mentioned, a group of people, they entered onto Abu Bakr when he was on his deathbed. And they said to him, يَسَعُكَ أَن تُوَلِّي عَلَيْنَا عُمَرَ وَأَنْتَ دَاهِبٌ إِلَىٰ رَبِّكَ Do you think it's fit that you place over us Umar, and you appoint Umar as the next, your, your next <coughs> kin in power, you, your next, the next in power, you place Umar as your successor. Do you think that's something fit that you should do? Do you think it's a wise decision? They said that to Umar, and they said that to Abu Bakr. Do you think it's a wise decision to place Umar over us and to make him the next leader after you, you go, to make him your successor? Do you think it's a wise decision? And you are heading towards Allah and he's going to count you for it. And then look what he said. Abi Bakr. He said, They said to him, when you meet Allah, what are you going to say? What's your response? You have an answer. When Allah asks you, why did you place Umar over these people? What are you going to say? He said, عَلَيْهِمْ I will say to Allah that I appointed the best person I knew for them. Because Umar, the people, the reason why they were, they were concerned is because he was, he was strong. And they were used to Abu Bakr was soft. Umar was strong. As we mentioned before, the statement of the Prophet when he said, Arhamu, Ummati, the most merciful person of my Ummah is Abu Bakr. And the one who is the strongest upon the religion and he's like that is Umar. Walidhalika Abdullah ibn Sa'udin mentioned, If the righteous people are mentioned, Umar. Umar is mentioned there. He's in that list. إن عمر كان أعلمنا بكتاب الله وأفقهنا في دين الله عبد المسعود said that عمر had more knowledgeable in the book of Allah than all of us and he had more fiqh in the deen of Allah تبارك وتعالى than us عبد الله المسعود saying this by the way right 
Abdullah ibn Mas'ud was a alim of the Quran. Also Abdullah ibn Mas'ud, he said, لو أن علم عمر وضع في كفة ميزان If the knowledge of Umar was placed on one side of the scale. ووضع علم أحياء الأرض And if the, all the other remaining people on this earth, their knowledge was being placed on the other side. في كفة لرجح علم عمر بعلمهم. علم of... يعني لرجح علم عمر بعلمهم. Umar's knowledge will be greater and higher than their knowledge. That's the type of knowledge he had. Abdullah ibn Umarin also said, ما رأيت أحدا قط Abdullah ibn Umarin he said, I haven't seen anyone بعد رسول الله after the Prophet عليه السلام من حين قبض أجد ولا أجود من عمر. More serious. يعني more authentic, more serious, more staunch. Then Umar That's the type of that's the type of person he was. One day his two children came to him. One day Umar ibn Khalid, and other than him, mentioned that Hafsa and Abdullah ibn Umar, both of them. Hafsa is the daughter of Umar, and Abdullah is also the son of Umar. So they both came to their father. And other than them two, they came to their father and they spoke to him. فقالوا, they said to him, لو أكلت طعاما طيبا, Umar, why don't you eat good food? كان أقوى لك على الحق, it will help you in the truth and in the hard work that you're doing. It will help you if you eat good food. And then he said to them, قال أكلكم على هذا الرأي, all of you are, are you all of that opinion. يعني حفظة, do you believe that as well? She said yes. Abdullah, do you believe that as well? He said yes, dad. He asked the other people there, do you all believe that? They said, yes. قالوا, نعم. Then he said to them, قد علمت نصحكم. I, I, I've come to know your sincere advice for me. I know you're all concerned for me. I know you all mean good for me. ولكني تركت صاحبي. But I have left my two friends. And who is he referring to here? النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم, the Prophet. And also أبا بكر and Abu Bakr رضي الله تعالى على جادة. I've known them to, to be upon a path. Yani this path I'm on is the path they were upon. فَإِنْ تَرَكْتُ جَادَّتَهُمَا And if I leave their path, لَمْ أُدْرِكْهُمَا فِي الْمَنْزِلِ I won't reach the, the house, the goal that they reached. I won't be able to. So I can't get off that path. But I can see that you guys are trying to be sincere in your advice to me. وَلِذَلِكَ A year from within the time of Umar's Khilafah, uh, a sana happened, a happened. And it was mentioned that he never ate yogurt and anything like that. He was eating very basic. To the extent that his stomach bloated because of يعني, what type of food that he was eating. Qatadat ibn Da'amat al-Sadusi, he said, Kana Umar yalbisu wa huwa khalifa. Umar used to wear, whilst he was a khalifa, jubbatan misufin. He used to wear a big jubba made of suf. Okay, مرقوعةً بعضها بأدم and by it was stitched by the way ويطوف and he used to يعني it was all stitched and together ويطوف في الأسواق and he will parade the market وعلى عاتقه الدرة يؤدب الناس بها he had a stick where he would discipline the people he would hit the people you don't do this don't do this ويمر بالنكث وَالنَّوَى فَيَلْقِطُهُ وَيُلْقِيهِ 
And whenever he would find people dropping dates, he would pick them up, Umar and he would throw it at people's houses so they could benefit and eat it. And if he saw that dates were dropped from people's belongings and things like that, he would collect all of that and he would throw it at people's houses so they could benefit from it and eat it and utilize it. Abdullah ibn Amr ibn Rabi'ah, he said, Hajjtu ma'a Umar. I did hajj with Umar. Fama daraba fustatan wala khiba'a. He never made any tent for himself. Kana yulqi al-kisa'a wa nit'a ala al-shajarati wa yistadhillu tahtahu. He just took a cloth and he placed it on top of a tree and he stayed under that. La ilaha illallah Muhammad rasulullah. Abdullah ibn Amr ibn Rabi'ah saying this, that I did hajj with Umar. And he did not place for himself a tent. He didn't do any of that. All he did was he, he took a, he, a cloth, he placed it on top of a tree, and he went under that. Brothers and sisters, if you've done Hajj, you would know the importance of tents. Allahu Akbar. Wallahi, you would know the importance of tents. Nowadays, the tents have air conditioner. Yani, so much things. Water supply, this and that. This is Amirul Mu'minin. Umar ibn Khattab. No tent. Al Mutallib ibn Ziyadin, he's mentioned from Abdullah ibn Isa. Kana fi wajhi Umar ibn Khattab, Khattani aswadani min al buka. Umar's face, there was a black line around on his cheek. And they said that this was because of his excessive crying. The crying that he used to cry a lot. Hudayfa ibn al-Yaman, he said, Wallahi ma a'rifu rajulan. He said, I don't know any man. Wallahi ma a'rifu rajulan. I don't know any man. La ta'khuduhu fi Allahi lawma tala'eeman illa umara. I don't know any individual that the blame of the blamer does not worry him or concern him. Except Umar. Umar radiallahu ta'ala anhu. The blame of the blamer cannot influence him. He was a person, قَوَّالٍ بِالْحَقِّ The truth will be uttered. The haqq will be done. رضي الله تعالى عنه He didn't fear what someone might say. If it's the truth, if it's the haqq, Umar رضي الله was scared. رضي الله تعالى عنه Ibrahim ibn Abdurrahman ibn Awf, the son of Abdurrahman ibn Awf, he said, أُوتِيَ عُمَرُ بِكُنُوزٍ أَمَا أُوتِيَ عُمَرُ بِكُنُوزِ كِسْرَى The leader, the kisra. His kunus, his treasures were brought to Umar after the Muslims conquered it. And Abdullah ibn al-Arqam, he said to Umar, he was placed in front of Umar, and Abdullah ibn al-Arqam came to Umar and he said to him, أَتَجُعَالُهَا فِي بَيْتِ فِي بَيْتِ الْمَالِ Are you going to place this wealth and all of this in the Bayt al-Mal حَتَّى تَقْسِمْهَا So you can then divide it and give it to the rightful people. فقال عمر عمر وسلا والله by Allah I swear لا أويها إلى سقف حتى أنضيها I'm not gonna place this in the same roof as my house get it outside and place it somewhere else فوضع في وسط المسجد they took it to the masjid and they placed it in the middle of the masjid وباتوا يحرسونها and there were security guards that were protecting it فلما أصبح كشف عنها فرأى من الحمراء والبيضاء ما يكاد يتلألأ عمر stood over it Radiallahu ta'ala anhu and he looked at it and he saw the gold, pearls, diamonds, the things that were there, millions that were there. Fabaka Umar cried. 
فَقِيلَ لَهُ دَيْسَتُهِ مَا يُبْكِيكَ يَا أَمِيرَ الْمُؤْمِنِينَ Why are you crying the leader of the believers? And then he said, فَوَاللَّهِ إِنَّ هَذَا لَيَوْمُ شُكْرٍ وَسُرُورٍ Sorry, they said to him, why are you crying? Today is not a day to cry, it's a day of gratitude. It's a day of happiness. You shouldn't be crying, you should be happy that we've conquered that land and its gold and its wealth. And then he said, وَيَحَكْ Destruction. إِنَّ هَذَا لَمْ يُعْطَهَا فَإِنَّ هَذَا لَمْ يُعْطَهَ قَوْمٌ إِلَّا أُلْقِيَتْ بَيْنَهُمُ الْعَدَاوَةُ وَالْبَغْضَاءُ That this is never ever placed amongst a people except that it brings amongst them hate and animosity. When this comes, people start to have hate and animosity. Allahu Akbar. Sufyan al-Thawriyu, he mentioned, مَنْ زَعَمَ أَنَّ عَرِيًّا كَانَ أَحَقُّ بِالْوِلَايَةِ مِنْ أَبِي بَكْرٍ وَعُمَرَ فَقَدْ أَخْطَأَ أَبَا بَكْرٍ فَقَدْ فَقَدْ خَطَّ أَبَا بَكْرٍ وَعُمَرَ وَالْمُهَاجِرِينَ وَالْأَنْصَارِ Anybody who claims that Ali was more fitter for leadership than Abi Bakr and Umar فَقَدْ خَطَّ أَبَا بَكْرٍ That person has said Abu Bakr is wrong. وَعُمَرَ And he also said Umar is wrong. وَالْمُهَاجِرِينَ وَالْأَنْصَارِ And he's also saying the Muhajirin and the Ansar were all wrong when they appointed Abi Bakr and Umar. All of them are wrong. Shariqin, he mentions, لَيْسَ يُقَدَّمُ عَلِيًّا عَلَىٰ أَبِي بَكْرٍ وَعُمَرَ أَحَدٌ فِيهِ خَيْرٌ There's no one who has any good in himself that would put Ali before Abi Bakr and Umar. رَضِيَ اللَّهُ تَعَالَىٰ عَنْهُمْ الحسن بن صالح بن حيٍ, he said, سَمِعْتُ جَعْفَرَ بْنِ مُحَمَّدٍ الصَّادِقِ يَقُولُ أَنَا بَرِيءٌ مِّمَّنْ ذَكَرَ أَبَا بَكْرٍ وَعُمَرَ إِلَّا بِخَيْرٍ I am free. I am free. From who? Mimman Dakara, anyone who mentions Abu Bakr and Umar in that which is bad. I'm free from them. If he mentions them in good, Alhamdulillah. But if you mention those two, I'm free from them. I have nothing to do with them. How did Umar anhu pass away and die? Umar anhu in the city of Medina, when he did his Hajj, first of all, uh, he left Mina. Um, Umar radiallahu ta'ala anu Sa'id ibn Musayyabin mentions. He said, when well, Umar radiallahu anu did his sermon, his reminder in Mina, oh, and he gave the people the reminder. Umar radiallahu anu raised his hands to the sky and he begged Allah tabarak wa ta'ala and he said, Allahumma kabbarat sinni. My age has now become, I'm, I'm old now. Wada'ufat quwwati. And my strength has now become low. I'm not as strong as I used to be. And I'm not as young and as enthusiastic as I used to be. I'm old now. I've aged. وَانْتَشَرَتْ رَعِيَّتِي And my, يعني, the Islamic empire has grown and it's spread. And it's more people now that I have to govern over. فَقْبِضْنِي إِلَيْكَ غَيْرَ مُضَيَّعٍ وَلَا مُفَرِّضٍ Oh Allah, take my life without forsaking me. Oh Allah, and allow me not to go extreme. Sayyid Musayyim mentions, فَمَنْ سَلَخَ ذُو الْحِجَّةِ حَتَّى طُعِنَ فَمَاتِ Dhul Hijjah did not finish, except that Umar was killed. Also, Aslam mentioned that Umar did the dua he specifically made, also Bukhari narrated it was, اللَّهُمَّ رُزُقْنِي شَهَادَةً فِي سَبِيلِكَ 
This was another dua he made. He said, oh Allah, give me martyrdom, shahada in your, in your path. وَجْعَلْ مَوْتِي فِي بَلَدِي فِي بَلَدِي رَسُولِكِ And make my death in the land of your messenger. Sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. The way he died, Umar anhu, and he was taken, was Al-Zuhri, Muhammad ibn Shihab Al-Zuhri mentions. He said that Kana Umar, Umar had a, a way that he would not let any of the يعني, يعني non-Muslim slaves who've reached age of puberty to enter Medina. He will never let them. Until one day Al-Mughirat ibn Shu'bah, he came to Umar radiallahu ta'ala anhu and he said, uh, Mughira was in Kufa. Mughira wrote a letter to Umar radiallahu anhu. Okay? Mentioning to him that there was a young boy who wants to enter Medina and he has something to offer. He is very, he'll be beneficial for the people. He's a Haddad, he's a carpenter. He's a blacksmith as well. You know, he's got a lot of things under his belt. Okay? He's a Najjar, Haddad, Naqash. He's got a lot of things he can do. So he said, please let him into Medina. Don't stop him from entering Medina. فَأَذِنَ لَهُ أَن يُرْسِلَ بِهِ Umar allowed him to be entered. He said, let come in. Mughira, the money that he wrote for this young boy, because he was his, boy, he was his slave, was مئة درهم في الشهر. He used to give him a hundred dirhams the whole month. Okay? So this young boy came to Umar complaining. And he said that the money that Mughira has given me is so little and the work is too much. Okay? So Umar assessed the situation and looked into it and he said to him, what Mughira is doing to you is not wrong. It's fair. It's fair. It's fair. No problem. Carry on working. So this young boy... He left ساخطاً يتدمر. He was upset and angry and frustrated. But what he did was uh, he made a plan to take the life of Umar. He took a sharp blade. He hid it inside the masjid that he was working on for an entire month. This blade, he was placing it in the fire. He was putting poison on it. He kept putting it in the fire, poisoning it. And then finally he put it inside the masjid, the corner of the masjid. And he entered the masjid. When he entered the masjid, he looked behind at the people and he said to them, straighten the lines. Straighten the lines, everyone. He said, straighten your lines. And Umar, he started the prayer. This, the... Uh, Salah started, Umar started to lead the prayer and what he did was uh, he placed the dagger that he made and he put it in the, يعني, the shoulder of Umar Umar fell on the ground and when he tried to come out after he dug Umar he wanted to go through the lines uh, what happened was because the Sahabas were very close to each other in the Salah which is the way it should be they were so close. It was like cemented bricks onto one another. The Sahaba was very tight. In order to get out, he couldn't get out. There was no place for him to come out. So what he did was he pierced 13 men there. 
six of which died, and Umar was taken to his family. The sun was about to set. Yeah, and sorry, the sun was about to come out because it was Fajr that he was leading. Okay, the sun was about to come out. So Abdullah ibn Abdul Rahman ibn Awfin, as soon as Umar dropped, Abdul Rahman ibn Awfin came forward. He led the people with two short swords. Then the people started to enter onto Umar anhu. As soon as the Salah finished, everyone went to Umar's house, wanted to know what it was, and they kept praising Umar anhu. You were, you are, this and that. Umar anhu, he requested for his son to make him a small little pillow from the earth. So Abdullah ibn Umar brought the sand together. And Umar put his head there. People were praising him, speaking highly of him. And he kept saying to them, Wallahi, well, uh, well, he said, Wallahi ma waditu anni kharajtu minha kifafan la alayya wa la li. I wish I could leave this world. Nothing for me, nothing against me. Wa anna suhbata Rasulillahi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam salimat li. And the only thing I can have with me is the companionship of Nabi Muhammad. The only thing. Abdullah ibn Abbas entered onto him and he praised him. فقال, he said to him as well, If I had this earth full of gold, left today to be him in holy matlah. I would pay all of that just to not go through the, the, the distress of the day of judgment. Then he said, I have made a shura, a committee of people. These people are Uthman and Ali and Talhat and Zubair ibn Awam and Abdul Rahman ibn Awfin and Sa'ad. Okay? And he said to the Salah should be led by Suhaib. Let Suhaib lead the people to the Salah. And he said, my son, uh, Abdul Rahman, uh, Abdullah, my son, Abdullah, he's with you guys, but you can't choose him. Don't point my son. Ah. Let my son be with you, stay with you guys, but you can't choose him. Then he said, who is the man who did this to me? Who pierced a blade in me? Was he a Muslim? And they said, no, he's not. He wasn't a Muslim. He was that young boy of Mughira sent to you. His name is Abu Lu'lat, Abu Abu Lu'lat, Abu Lu'lu'a al-Majusiyah. He was a Majusiyah, fire worshipper, a Zoroastrian. His name was called Abu Lu'lu'a. He was the one who did this to you. And then Umar radiallahu anhu said, Alhamdulillahi alladhi lam yaj'al maniyyati biyadhi rajulin yadda'i al-Islam. Alhamdulillah. Praises to Allah that my death is not on the hands of a believer. Look how he was worried that he might be a believer. Sallallahu radiallahu ta'ala anhu. Then he said to his son, Abdullah, come here. He said to go to Aisha. Ask her, say to her, Umar is requesting that he get buried next to his two friends, Ya Rasulullah and Abu Bakr. He went to her, Abdullah ibn Umar. He said to her, that my father is requesting if he can be buried next to his two friends. Aisha, she said, I wanted it for myself. That place, I wanted it for what? Kuntu uriduhu li nafsi. I wanted it for myself. But she said, Wala u'thirannahu al-yawma ala nafsi. I will choose Umar over myself. I'll give it to him. I'll give it to him. I'll give it to him, she said. I'll let him take it. So, Abdullah ibn Umarin came back to his father and he said to his father, he said, Qad adhinat laka fahamid Allah. She has given you permission. She said, no problem. And Umar radiallahu ta'ala and he said, Alhamdulillah, praises to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It was mentioned Aisha from the day that Umar was buried in that room, she used to wear hijab in the house. She would cover herself. Radiallahu ta'ala anha. May Allah be pleased with our mother Aisha. Umar is dead. He's not alive. 
مع ذلك الشاينس. What about my beloved brothers and sisters? What about my sisters, sorry, who are out there, who are taking off their hijab, who are not covering themselves, and there are men looking at them, placing it on social media. Then our mother, Hafsa, radiyallahu ta'ala, the wife of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Ummil Mu'minina Hafsa, she entered uh, to her father. She spoke to her father. And she talked to him about everything that she wanted to talk to him about. And Umar radiyallahu ta'ala, he spoke to his daughter. And he spoke to the people around him. And after that, he passed away. Jarir ibn Abdullahi, he said, Sumi'a Mu'awiyah to yakhtub. It was heard that Mu'awiyah was doing a khutbah in Sham. And he was saying, Mata Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam wa huwa ibn thalathin wa sittina sallam wa Abu Bakr wa Umar wa huma ibnna thalathin wa sittina sallam The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam he died when he was 63. And Abu Bakr and Umar also died when they were 63. I'm going to conclude there inshaAllah ta'ala. Anything which I have said that was wrong or incorrect is from me and shaitan and Allah and his messenger are both free from it. Subhanakallah wa bihamdi. أشهد أن لا إله إلا الله أستغفرك وأتوب إليه. السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته. How can you do a two-second action right now that will give you a share of the reward of everything we're doing on this YouTube channel? Simple. Like this video and click subscribe. Why? It will allow YouTube to recommend our videos to other users. And imagine the huge amount of reward that could be waiting for you on the Day of Judgment, if you did that with a sincere intention of spreading the Deen of Allah. You'll be rewarded for every single person who benefits from one of our videos as a result of your like or subscribe. That's an easy two-second action that you definitely don't want to miss out on. Do it now, click like and subscribe, and don't forget to make that intention.